0: Well, how many of you are thankful for Jesus this morning? Say amen. 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 I tell you what, we are so blessed, just like that song says, and the Lord has blessed us in so many ways. We'll never be able to comprehend them all. We don't even know all of the ways in which we have been blessed, the ways in which we are blessed, the ways that God has intervened for us, and we, we don't even know about it. Amen. We're not, we're not even aware of it, but yet He has uh, intervened for us in the spiritual realms and things that uh, we may not ever know this side of heaven. Amen. But we're going to have an eternity to be able to give Him glory, honor, and praise. But you know, what? we don't wait till eternity to give Him glory, honor, and praise. Oh? We give Him praise today, amen? And so this morning, what I want you to do is turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 17 and verse 11. And as we look at this text of Scripture in Luke chapter 17, beginning in verse 11, what we're going to look at is us being thankful, us as Christian, us as children of God, us as those who have come to Jesus Christ and accepted Him as our Lord and Savior, coming before Him and being thankful for His mercy, amen? Being thankful for the mercy that He has given us. We don't deserve the mercy of God. We don't deserve any of the favor of God. God gives to us grace. God gives to us mercy. We ask ourselves, well, what's the difference between grace and mercy? Grace is when God gives to us something that we don't deserve. That is His unmerited favor. Well, what's mercy? Mercy is when uh, we're getting exactly what we deserve. Amen? But God withholds that from us. And so God gives to us both grace and mercy. And so as we look here in the Word of God this morning, what we find here in this text of scripture we find 10 leopards and as these 10 leopards were walking about their day walking around everyday life they had no idea that their life was about to be radically changed because their life had already been radically ruined by the leprosy that they had within their lives and so the word of God says right here Luke chapter 17 beginning in verse 11 it says when he was on his way to Jerusalem he was passing between Samaria and Galilee And as he entered a village, ten uh, leopardous men stood at a distance and met him. And they raised their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourself to the priest. And as they were going, they were cleansed one of them, when he saw he, uh, that he had been healed, turned back, glorifying God with a loud voice, and he fell on his face at his feet, giving thanks to him, and he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered and said, Were there not ten cleansed, but the nine? Where are they? Was no one found who returned to give glory to God except for this foreigner? And he said to them, Stand up and go your way. Your faith has made you well. Father God, I pray that you give us ears to hear, hearts to receive. Allow your word to penetrate each one of our hearts. Lord, to where we would be men and women of yours, that every single day of our life, Lord, that we would live a thankful life that would give you glory, honor, and praise for the mercy in which you have given to us. We come now and we ask all of these things in the precious and the holy name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Now Jesus had a destination in which he was going to. He didn't plan on stopping there. Of course, how many of you know that Jesus knows all things? Amen. He knows everything from the beginning to the end, but here he was. Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem and on his travels to Jerusalem, there was ten leperous men that was standing over there. Now, something that you need to understand, the Bible says that he was entering into a city, so he had not yet entered into the city, but on the outside of that city, on the outskirts of that city were these ten Leperous men now the thing that we need to understand is those 10 leopardous men they were not allowed to go into the city they were not allowed to go into society they weren't even allowed to go see their own friends and their own family they weren't allowed to go to their own jobs they would just stand outside of the city and pray that people would have mercy upon them and have some compassion towards them and have some pity upon them maybe bring them some some food and you know kind of almost as a dog you would a dog that They'd kind of lay a bowl down there and they'd kind of run off and then the, they would eventually come and get it because they didn't want to get close to them because that leprosy that they had upon them was highly contagious and nobody else wanted to kind of you know we somewhat can uh, experience that during covid didn't we and whenever especially when it first came out that it's just somebody had covid and well don't come around me <laughs> don't come ar- i don't want you anywhere around me and so we, we would isolate them and put them in their shelter because we didn't want it. we didn't want anybody else to get it we didn't want to have any part of that amen well here it is with this leprosy that there was no cure for and it was a very debilitating and deadly disease that was upon their body they were just shunned as outcasts in society not even allowed to go and intermingle with the rest of the public but well, here comes jesus and obviously they had heard about jesus they knew jesus's name because they called jesus out by name but not only did they know jesus's name, they knew exactly who jesus was because here in the word of god in verse 13 it says and they raised their voice notice it said they raised their voice they didn't run up to jesus because again they were to stay away from everybody they they would be put to death if they tried to intermingle with anybody else in society They, they would they would be killed because they were putting other people at danger and so they didn't run up to jesus even though another time we find that jesus himself reached out his hand and touched somebody with leprosy jesus wasn't worried about it amen he's god he's god in the flesh he is the almighty all-powerful sovereign healing god but they knew who jesus was and so they raised their voice and run up to him but they raised their voice trying to get jesus's attention as they saw jesus about to enter into this city jesus jesus they said they call him out by name, and as they call them out by name, the Bible says there in verse 14, they raise their voice saying, Jesus, Master. That's interesting that they called him Master because really when you look through the Gospels, nobody but his disciples called him Master. Everybody else called him Teacher. But here it was, they understood who Jesus was. They knew who it was that Jesus was and they put their faith in Him. They put their trust in Him. Jesus, we know who You are. And it's not just that we know Your name, but we know that You are the Messiah. We know that You are the Christ. We know that You are the Anointed One. We're not just going to call You teacher or rabbi like everybody else does. Everyone else that wasn't as close disciples, as close followers, that's what they referred to. To Jesus as was a rabbi or a teacher and of course he was a rabbi and he was a teacher but here it was that they expressed their faith you are master you are Lord you are the Messiah you are the Christ you are the anointed one Jesus you are the very one in which we need there's no one else in society that can help us other people had pity upon us and they would come and bring us food and they would give us some alms and maybe every now and then they would come and give us some clothing and just provide for us our basic necessity. Even there was nothing their own mama can do for them or their own children can do for them. And they were just completely outcast, separated from the rest of society because of that leprosy that they had upon their body. But here it was, they called out Jesus, Master. But here's the kicker right here, saying have mercy on us. Have mercy on us. You see, in the biblical days, it was thought that everyone that had any form of sickness everyone that had any form of sickness that sickness was a direct result of either their sin or their parents sin but one way or the other if you had any form of sickness whatsoever it was a result of your direct sin or direct result of your parents sin and so here it is in their heart as a result of sin of course we know that that's not true and that's not what the bible said now obviously all sin is a result of sin but uh, I'm, i'm sorry all sickness is a result of sin all death as a result of sin but it's not necessarily a direct result of your sin there's some very godly people that have been very sick and there's some very godly people that i know that have passed on and gone to be with the lord and the fact is all of us one of these days unless the rapture takes place are going to pass on and be with the lord but all of it is a result of sin because of the fall of mankind amen all every bit of it And so here it is, they're saying, Jesus have mercy on us. We, we have this leprosy and in their mind it was because of sin in their life or sin from their parents life and, and so therefore they had this upon them and so they're saying have mercy upon us we're getting what we deserve right now but Jesus you're the one that says that you, you, you can do all things to those who believe amen because Jesus actually said that I can, all things are possible to those who believe and somehow they knew that they'd heard about Jesus they knew his name they knew who he was that he he was master, and now they knew and understood that he could have mercy on them. He and he alone, their family could not give them the type of mercy in which they sought. Their own mama couldn't give them mercy in which they sought. Their own spouse could not give them mercy in which they sought. Their own children could not give them mercy in which they sought. The priests of the day could not give them the mercy in which they sought. Only Jesus could. Only Jesus could. And friends, every one of us have sin in our life, amen? Every one of us have sin within our life. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All we like sheep have gone astray. Each of us have turned to our own way. Word of God says if you say you have no sin, you're a liar and the truth's not in you. But praise God for that day when you called out to the Lord Jesus Christ and said, Jesus, have mercy on me, a sinner. And He forgave you of that sin and wiped it away. That's the very reason He went to the cross of Calvary to not give you what you deserve, but instead give you grace amen give you grace give you his mercy and so praise God for that very thing and so there it was upon that day when Jesus cried when these uh, ten leopards cried out for mercy Jesus gave it to them Now Jesus told them to do something interesting he said he, he, he could have healed them right then and there because he had already done it amen We'd already seen that within the Word of God. Right then and there, Jesus would speak the Word and they'd be healed. But He decided to do something a little different this time. He said, go and show yourselves to the priests. Now recognize, they weren't allowed in front of the priests. Amen? They had leprosy. They they couldn't even go to where the priests were, much less stand in front of the priests. And so Jesus said, go and show yourself to the priests. And you know what they did? they turned around and started walking and where were they walking they were walking towards the priests amen jesus said it he is jesus he is the master he is the one that can give us mercy and so it was an act of faith on their part that they turned around and they started walking towards the priest and the word of god says while they were on their way amen while they were on their way, they weren't healed right there in front of Jesus. Jesus could have spoken the words, Be healed. They were healed right then and there. But it wasn't until they turned around and started walking towards the priest. Now, the Bible doesn't say how, how far away they were that they took 10 steps and they were healed, or they walked a mile and they were healed. The Word of God doesn't tell us that, but they had turned and started walking towards the direction of the priest. Why? Because they were walking in in obedience to the words of the Master, the Master said, Go show yourself to the priest. And they said, Yes, Lord. That's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to go show ourselves to the priest. Why? Not because we're supposed to, not because we're allowed to, but because You said so, we're going to do it. Amen? And while they were on their way, they were healed in that act of obedience to the Lord Jesus Christ, they'd already had faith in Him. They already expressed that faith and spoke out that faith. Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Every single, all ten of them had faith in Jesus Christ. Amen? In fact, Jesus said this in verse 19. Jesus said in verse 19, He said, in chapter 17, He said to them, uh, stand up and go your way your faith has made you well well when did he get well he got well at the same time the other nine got well amen they all were made well at the exact same time where they were living out on obedience to the act of faith in jesus christ you see if you have faith in jesus christ you're going to do what jesus tells you to do amen Now, it's not us doing that saves us. It's just simple faith in the person of Jesus Christ and what He did on the cross of Calvary that saves us. It's only faith that saves us. But if we're truly saved, we're going to do what He tells us to do. Amen? And we're not going to do what He tells us to do. So all 10 of them, they started walking towards the high, they started walking towards the priests. And so as all 10 of them started walking towards the priests, all 10 of them was healed. But then one of them stopped. He said, wait a minute. Now Jesus told me to go to the priests and I'm going to go to the priests. And I'm going to still act in obedience. I'm going to still do what it is that Jesus told me to do. But there's some business that I need to take care of before I go to the priest. There's something that I need to do before I go to the priest. Now the other night, they were still walking in obedience. Jesus said, go to the priest." Alright, that's what we're going to do. We're going to go to the priest. But one of them said, wait a minute. I need to do something else before I go to the priest." And what did the Word of God tell us that He did? the Bible tells us right here in verse 14 it says and when he saw this he said to them "Uh, go and show yourself to the priest and as they were going they were cleansed in verse 15 and now one of them when he saw that he had been healed turned back what did he do he turned back where did he turn to he turned back to Jesus amen now again we don't know exactly how far away they were they could have been ten feet away they could have been a mile away we don't know the word of God doesn't tell us but regardless of how far away he was he turned back to Jesus now he was still going to live in obedience he was still going to go to the priest because Jesus the master said go to the priest and he said yes Lord that's what I'm going to do but as soon as he saw that he was healed he turned back and who did he turn back to he turned back to jesus amen wait a minute I have, i'm gonna have to go visit jesus again Amen. I'm going to have to go see there's some business that I need to take care of between me and Jesus because He just did this phenomenal thing for me. I need to go seek Him out. And you know what's a shame? It's a shame that so many folks who are Christians who have come to faith in Jesus Christ and they're living in obedience to Jesus. Amen. They're walking in obedience to Jesus. Jesus said, read your Bible and they're reading their Bible. Jesus said, pray and they're praying. Jesus said, give and they're giving you know all of these things that Jesus said to do they're living that out in obedience and they're walking that out in obedience to the Lord Jesus Christ but so often Jesus is kind of behind the scenes as they're still walking forward and pressing forward they've received the mercy they've received the forgiveness of skin seeing they're born again they're bought with the blood of Jesus they're glory bound they're sealed in the Holy Spirit into the day of redemption and now they're walking out that Christian life of obedience, but yet Jesus is just kind of out there in the the background somewhere, somewhere as they're walking out the Christian life. And nine of them kept walking that direction while the tenth one said, wait a minute, I need to go seek Jesus again. He already gave me mercy. He already gave me grace. But there's some extra business that I need to deal with when it comes to the Lord Jesus Christ. And it says, He turned back. He went back seeking Jesus. Friends, I want to tell you something. Salvation is the greatest thing that will ever happen to you. Amen? A whole lot of important decisions that we'll make throughout the course of life, especially young folks as we begin to realize that. you, You know, make the decision of what school you're going to go to, if you're going to go to school, what jobs you're going to have, what kind of career you're going to pursue, who you're going to get married to, if you're going to get married, are you going to have children, where are you going to live? All these very important decisions that you're going to make throughout the course of your life. extremely important decisions, but the decision to choose Jesus Jesus for everlasting life and that doesn't just affect this life that affects eternity forever and ever and ever and ever and that is the single most important decision that you'll ever make within your life and the most important event within your life the day in which you got saved was the most important day within your life amen the friends when you get saved you just walk through the doorway. You're just standing in the threshold. You're just standing in the foyer. Now praise God you're there and you're glory bound. But Jesus has a whole lot more for you. Amen. He's got a whole lot more for you. Well, there's a doorway that's leading to power. There's a doorway that's leading to peace. There is a doorway that that, that is leading to all sorts of blessings within your Christian life. And the only way that you're going to find them is in living in full pursuit of the person of Jesus Christ. Amen? That is the one. You're saved. You're born again. You're bought with the blood. But now that you're saved, you need to continue seeking Jesus. Amen? Jesus said, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Going to be satisfied. What is righteousness? Rather, who is righteousness? Jesus is righteousness. The only way we receive full righteousness within our life is the full pursuit of Jesus Christ. And you shall be satisfied. He turned back and he started pursuing Jesus. Not only did he turn back and start pursuing Jesus, he was glorifying God. Now, as I read this, he didn't wait till he got to the presence of Jesus to start glorifying God. However far down the road he was, he turned back and he started glorifying God right then and there. I believe the moment that he saw that he was healed, he probably started jumping up and down and he was excited and he was enthusiastic and he started giving God all of the glory, all of the honor, all of the praise. I believe people were probably open up their doors of their houses saying what in the world's going on out here amen I believe people are probably opening up the blinds of their house trying to figure out what's taking place out there on the street they've got this religious nut out there who's giving all kinds of praise to God and he's jumping and he's shouting and he's all excited now, we don't need to get too carried away with the thought and the idea of exactly how we praise God and exactly the manner in which we give glory to God listen so Some folks are are, are very outward and excitable people, and that's just who they are. And so therefore, they're going to praise God in a very outward and excitable way. And they might jump up and down. They might shout. They might clap their hands and make all kinds of ruckus, amen, as long as their purpose is not trying to bring attention to them. That's perfectly acceptable and perfectly well. Now, other folks, you know, God's created them to be a little bit more reserved, a little bit more quiet, and that's how God created them. Remember the last brand new truck I bought back in 2002? Bought it brand new right down here at Dub Heron Ford on a Friday evening. Had it over the weekend. It was Monday morning. I went down, I went up to Hattiesburg to go visit somebody that was having surgery. And our associate pastor, we had an associate pastor that was there. We hadn't long called him as our associate pastor. He was sitting in the driver's seat with me and sitting right there. Uh, next to me, in, in the passenger seat, rather. Hope he wasn't sitting in the driver's seat. But anyway, this lady pulled out of a gas station. I was on Highway 11. This lady pulled out of a gas station. I saw her. Wasn't anything I could do about it. It was too late. And you know what he did? I still pick on him about it to this day. Back in 2002, he did this. Watch out. That's all he did. Watch out. I love my wife to death, but I have to tell you what. If she had been in that truck, she would have blew every window out of that thing. Amen. I mean, she would have shouted so loud, probably beat on the dashboard and everything else. But God's created people differently. But you know what he did? He gave God glory. He gave God praise. Amen. Oh, he was so excited for what it was that Jesus had did for him. What else did he do when he found Jesus? When he finally got to where Jesus was, the Word of God tells us that he fell on his face at the feet of Jesus. You know what that is? That's worship. That is genuine worship. Amen. He fell on His face. That means He totally humbled Himself. And where did He fall to? He fell to the lowest point of Jesus, recognizing the fact that Jesus is so much greater than Him. And He fell on His face at the feet of Jesus, totally humbling Himself, completely exalting Jesus Christ. And He said, thank You. Oh, thank You. I was an outcast. Cast away from the rest of society. Couldn't be with my family. Couldn't work. Couldn't intermingle with anybody. Just a total, complete outcast. And Jesus, You are the Master. And You did have mercy on me. And I was healed. Jesus, thank You. Oh, thank You. Friend, every single one of us were sinners condemned to hell. Far worse than leprosy. Far worse than an outcast. But we were sinners condemned to hell, every single one of us. Some of you may still be to this very moment, to this very day, but friends, I can promise you if you call upon the name of Jesus right here, right now, this very minute, He will save you. He will have mercy on you. He does love you and He wants to set you free from that sin within your life. But I know I was a wretched sinner condemned to hell and He had mercy on me. And he saved me. Friend, let me ask you a question. Have you ever in your life thanked Jesus for saving your wretched soul? Have you? Now listen, the the wording here is interesting. The wording here is very interesting. It says there in verse 15, it says, Now one of them, when he saw that he had been healed, he turned back to Jesus. He turned back to Jesus, glorifying God with a loud voice. And he fell on his feet, at his feet, at Jesus' feet, giving thanks. By the way, he was a Samaritan, so he was the worst outcast than the rest of the outcasts. Amen? As far as the Jews were concerned anyway, because of their prejudice that they had towards the Samaritans. But the Word of God says that he was giving thanks. He didn't just give thanks, one-time deal. He was giving thanks thank you jesus appreciate it see you later no it was an ongoing continual habitual giving of thanks to the lord jesus christ giving thanks that he had mercy on him Do you live a life of thanksgiving unto the Lord Jesus Christ that although you were a sinner condemned to hell, Jesus gave you mercy and He saved you? Not just once, not just twice, but daily, habitually? Thank you, Jesus, for saving my old wretched soul. Thank you, Jesus, for cleansing me of my sin. Thank you, Jesus, for what it is that you did for me upon the cross of Calvary. Thank you, Jesus, for your grace. Thank you, Jesus, for your mercy has Jesus restored your marriage Thank you, Jesus. Listen, I have no doubt today that Dell and I would not be married if the Lord Jesus Christ had not saved me when He did. And He restored our marriage and didn't put it where it once was, but made it far greater than it ever has been. Have you thanked Him for restoring your marriage? Have you thanked Him for saving your sons? Have you thanked Him for saving your daughter? Have you thanked Him for saving your grandchild? Have you thanked Him for that mercy, whatever it was, that answer of prayer, that, that healing or that peace or that comfort or just this presence showing up within your life at that perfect opportune time and whatever that answer of prayer was that you just spent that time of saying thank you Jesus oh thank you Jesus we have so many listen I know things are messed up in the United States right now but I want to tell you what we're still living in the greatest nation On face of this earth right now. Amen. And we have so many things to be thankful for. And we could go on and on and on and on and on and on and and still not even scratch the surface of all of the things that we should be thankful for. But what we should be the most thankful for is Jesus because we don't at all deserve Him. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercy. You know, Jesus is Lord. He is Master. He deserves all of the thanks and praise because it's His sovereign will that's done, not ours. I can't create life I can't take away life. Neither can you. I can't heal you. I can't save you. I can't strengthen you. I, I can't even encourage you. Amen? I can share with you scripture that will lead you to it, but ultimately it's Jesus. Amen? Amen? Ultimately it's Jesus. let's just take the time to thank them take the time to thank them amen right now would you do that i'm gonna ask miss kim if she'd come up and start playing an invitation song on the piano but you just stay right where you're at i tell you what let's stand everybody stand